0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction. And, oh, my goodness, uh, any test takers out there in the house today? Because we have a show today where we're going to talk about can you pass the test. How are you doing today, Bishop?
1: I am doing fine, sir, and it sounds like you're doing well.
0: Oh, I'm doing well, just getting ready to see how you're going to present this, because you know a lot of people, (laughs) you know, they go to class all the time, especially we have collegiate students and those of us who are adults that take classes all the time. We go and we get all the knowledge, we get everything, but man, when it comes time to take that test, we have something called test anxiety, and things just don't (laughs) go well when it comes time to take that test. We forget things, we Start scratching our head. We go to wondering. So I really want to see how you go about teaching this lesson today from Genesis chapter twenty-two, verses one through nineteen, dealing with passing a test. Because here we have some Bible characters, and you know the the main the main person in this has to really say, Do I trust God? Do I have the faith? Do I believe? Because he's about to be presented with. A test. Talk to us today,
1: Bishop. Well, hello to everyone that's listening, and I do appreciate everybody for listening to the podcast every week. Much appreciation to everyone, and thank those for putting it on Facebook and sending it to your family and friends. We have received a lot of uh, emails concerning this, so I'm excited about that. Passing the test. Passing the test. Well, the person in the Bible that I have to really give credit to that has, I mean, that that just really passed a huge test, as far as I'm concerned, was this man by the name of Abraham. Now, to give you a little background on this, God made a commitment to Abraham. He made a promise. He committed to Abraham. Abraham, I am going to bless your seed. I am going to bless you. But the issue was this, that Abraham was a hundred years old and his wife was past the childbearing age. So Lord, you made a promise, but it seems like it was an empty promise because there's no way uh, at 100 years old that I could have a child with a wife who is past childbearing age. So that's the background. That is the background. God made a promise to Abraham, look, Abraham, if you leave from your area, if you leave from your comfort zone, if you do what I ask you to do, and if you go where I ask you to go, I am going to make you a father of many nations. Now, let's look at Genesis 22 verses 1 and 2, and this gives you the, the perplexing situation here genesis 22 1 and 2 says this and it came to pass after these things that god did tempt abraham and said unto him abraham and he said behold here i am verse 2 and he said now take now thy son thine only son isaac i'm putting emphasis upon this right now thine only son isaac whom thou lovest and get thee into the land of moriah and offer him therefore a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which i will tell thee of First three of chapter 22 of Genesis and Abraham rose up early in the morning, saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went into the place of which God had told him. All right. God presented to Abraham a very perplexing situation. Because remember, he had just promised Abraham that I am going to make you a father of many nations. I am going to bless your seed. But almost in the same book, uh, in the same uh Uh, time period he's saying okay i'm going to bless your seed but now what i want you to do is take the only son that you have and i want you to sacrifice him the only son that you have with uh, sarah and i and i am going to sacrifice him now mr speaker let's just be real when god makes you a promise when god makes you a commitment and you don't see why he is not fulfilling what you think He should it makes you wonder. It makes you it, it puts you in a perplexing situation. And because Abraham basically was being asked to forfeit the very promise that God had made to him. That's the situation. And I want to ask the listeners: Can you stand the test, or can you pass the test, when God has promised you something, but yet He wants you to sacrifice something that uh, will be taken away from you? Why in the world, God, would you tempt me like that? Why in the world, God, would you do me like that? I don't understand it. That's the situation that Abraham was in on today. That's his situation.
0: That's a very perplexing situation to be in and i look back you gave the the backdrop of this and I want you to elaborate on this because they say his only son. But we know ahead of time, previously in the story, they tried to help God out because he didn't believe then that God was going to fulfill his promise. So his wife, uh, Sarah, offered him up to her handmaid and they had another child named Ishmael. So he also had another right. son. So help us to understand why God is saying, you know, this is your sacrifice, your only son. And did you think Abraham learned from the previous mistake because God did test him in the fact of waiting but he tried to help God
1: out. True. Well this was the son that was promised to him through Sarah. Remember now he made a commitment to him and Sarah and he said I'm going to bless you to give uh, to to father a child but this child will be fathered through Sarah. That was the commitment there. God made the commitment to both of them as a couple. It's It's not that Ishmael wasn't blessed because we know from the Bible and this is another story in itself and another podcast within itself but god blessed ishmael he did but the point i'm trying to make is the the reference the biblical reference was being referred to abraham and sarah's child all right at this point okay so that that ought to straighten it out a little bit but now ishmael because he was the seed of abraham he was yet blessed but the promise was not to abraham and hagar the promise was to Abraham and Sarah.
0: Excellent. Thank you so very much. That makes sense. That makes a whole lot of sense in clearing it up. And I know when we use the the King James Version and the word Mm -hmm. there is tempt, but God never tempts anyone. The actual translation Mm -hmm. is test. And so that's where we get that title today. Can you pass the test? And now he's being asked Mm -hmm. to give up something that had been promised to him that he has tangibly, physically, he can actually see. And God is is asking him to do something tough how does one pass this kind of
1: test like, well here it is because here can, it is right here god, I, I gotta tell you but,
0: but this just seems you know for for our listening audience to make it plain this almost seems like an indian giver you gave me something now you're taking it away how right. can i deal with this talk to us bishop
1: well here is the situation even though abraham was told that by god he still obeyed him anyway now, I want to go to Genesis 22. Uh, let's look at verses 3 through 10, and I'm going to read portions of verses 3 through 10. And let me tell you what happened, because remember, well, let, let, me, let me read this. Let me read this. Verse 3, it says, And Abram rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and ate Isaac, his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went into the place of which God had told him. All right, hmm. Let's look at verse five. And Abraham said unto his young men the men who were traveling with him and Isaac abide ye here with the ass and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you huh. okay now abraham first of all he had to have told sarah something he had to have a positive attitude about worship because there's no way you're going to take my son if if you're a mother there's no way you're going to take my son and sacrifice my son so and gonna, <laughs> I want to, I want to throw this out there. I mean, yeah, I'm
0: just, I'm just gonna, you know, gonna, gonna be just gonna be real with this, um, Bishop. I don't think he told uh, Sarah that the son was going to be the sacrifice. I think he said we're going to worship, but I don't right.
1: think he I, said <laughs> right. Yeah, he because the the scripture in in the previous chapter it does say that uh, me and the son. And I'm paraphrasing this. I don't have it in front of me, but I'm paraphrasing this where he said me and the son, me and the boy are going. to, the mountain to worship and we'll be back basically is what he was saying okay he didn't lie to her he just had faith to believe that he literally god was going to make a way and he literally was coming back and he repeats the same thing here when he talked to the men, he told them, I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Notice, he said, I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again unto you. All right, so Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, verse 6, and laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and the knife, and they went both of them together. Hmm. Now Isaac is beginning to catch the vision here to catch the vision here. Let's look at what Isaac said in verse seven. And Isaac spake unto Abraham, his father and said, my father. And he said, here am I, here am I my son. And he said, behold, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Isaac is beginning to say, hold up, pops. Now I'm seeing that we've got the wood. I'm seeing uh, that we have the fire. I'm seeing you have the night. But hey, I don't see the sacrifice. Isaac is waking up here. Daddy is saying that we're going to sacrifice and we'll be back. But I ain't seen nothing yet. All right. And what did he say unto his son in verse eight and Abram said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. Now, even when he obeyed God and took his son up to the mountain, verse nine and verses 9 and 10 tell us that when he came to a place which God had told him of and Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And verse 10 tells us, and Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. All right, he is being obedient to God. God told him to sacrifice your son and Abraham was in the process of doing it. So that tells me this, even you pass the test, even when you don't see how God is going to make a way out of no way, Even when you don't understand how God is going to provide the blessing, you still go through the motion saying even up until the last, God will provide. So in other words, he passed the test because he obeyed God. God was just basically saying to Abraham, I just wanted to test you to see if you would trust me. And that's what God is saying to each and every one of us today. I know you don't understand where I'm, what I'm telling you. I know you don't understand where I'm going. I know it doesn't make any sense to you at all. But if you trust me, even when you can't trace me, if you trust me, even if you don't understand it, you have obeyed me and you have passed the test. So now I am going to provide the lamb for you to sacrifice. They passed the test. Because they obeyed. He obeyed.
0: So here we go again. I'm going to throw this one out there. So the scripture does say obedience is better than sacrifice. And so here we go. The whole thing about passing a test is about being obedient to whatever God has said. So that means we truly must know God, have a relationship, and just have faith. And I think a lot of people don't pass the test because they just don't have the faith to believe that God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. What's your thought on that, Bishop?
1: Well, it's like this. God said it. I believe it. And that settles it. I don't understand it because there are some things that God has told me that I honestly believe that the spirit of the Lord has put put into my heart what God has for me. And, uh, I have seen visions of things that I honestly believe that uh, those things are coming. I don't see how they're coming. It doesn't make any sense to me how it's going to happen. But because God said, it, I am going to believe it and I am going to obey. In other words, when he promises you something, just start walking. Just start doing what he tells you to do. Let, let's look at this. Let's go to verse 13. And, Abram, and Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, behind him a ram. Caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. It's very interesting that Abraham didn't see the ram in the bush when he was putting his son on the altar. He didn't see the ram in the bush when he was tying up his son. He didn't see the ram in the bush until he got ready to slay his son. So he was in the process of being obedient to God when he saw the ram caught in the thicket. I just believe that God has a way of testing us and up until the last minute we won't even know where the the lamb will be in the or the ram will be in the thicket. But God has a way of opening our eyes and allowing us to see, hey, I've got a way of escape here. Use this way. And that's what he did with Abraham. And the Bible says that he gave the sacrifice. The Lord provided uh, this ram. A ram was sent by God to be sacrificed in Isaac's stead. And, And this serves as a picture of Jesus basically coming as the lamb to take away the world's sins. So this is just a blessing. This lesson today is a blessing that if you are in a perplexing situation, if you just obey God, no matter what you think, no matter what you say, if you just obey God, the Lord will provide. He will open the windows of heaven and he will pour out upon you a blessing that you won't even have room enough to receive it you'll receive that knock on the door you'll receive that telephone call you'll receive something in the mail that lets you know that god is saying i am with you you passed the test you were perplexed you were confused but you obey and now i'm providing a ram in the bush for you
0: that is excellent and you hit on so many other passages of scripture when you brought our lord and our savior jesus christ into um into the the mix today. When you talk about passing the test, because his test was to go to the cross. And he even, I believe he had a little test anxiety, but he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And then, Looking over in Philippians chapter two and verse eight and said, and being found in a fashion, a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Even in that example, it shows if you obey, there's a reward for you in the end. But you have to be willing to have faith in God.
1: Right. Everybody has a Garden of Gethsemane experience. Everybody has a time of anxiety. The Bible tells us that while Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, the sweat came down as drops of blood. He was literally filled with anxiety. But I'm going to quote what you just said. You know, nevertheless, it's going to happen. Not my will, but thy will will be done. He came to that point, And we all have to come to a point to say, God, I don't see it. There are some things in my life right now, Mr. Speaker, that I don't see. I don't understand. But my experience with my Savior has been this, that if he can do it back then, if he did it before, I guarantee you he will make it happen again, and that's how you pass the test you don't ask questions, but that's how you pass the test
0: and I think over a period of time you God reveals himself to you he does it this way, he does it that way he does it again and again and I just sometimes I think the human nature in us just quickly forgets when we get to another challenge when we get to a Test, we forget to say whoa didn't god just do this before or something similar and we freeze but the key that i'm hearing today is just obedience why is being obedient so So difficult, Bishop. I think
1: because we are humans and the flesh side of us is saying, I can't see it. We don't operate in our faith. We don't exercise our faith because we're saying that it can't happen. With God, all things are possible. And I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So you have to pass the test by obeying. You you must. And when you obey, God opens doors.
0: So to that person today that seems like they're going around and around in cycles, can you say you need to become obedient so you can pass the test? Because I just say, you know, it's just like in everyday life or even in school. If you don't pass the test, you may get another chance. But sometimes you have to retake
1: the whole class again, Bishop. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And here's another analogy with the classroom. And I can use this. As we conclude that every time I have taken a test in the classroom, everything was silent. The teacher was silent during the time that I was taking the test. Sometimes the teacher wasn't even in the room when I was taking the test. But I do know for a fact that once the teacher presented the test, the teacher became silent. God, in many instances, when we're going through things, he is not going to say a word. He is literally going to see how we can handle this on our own. And the God that I serve, he will remain quiet until you obey him and you pass the test. And then he puts a ram in the bush and you are able to go forth and do what he wants you to do. I like
0: that. He is silent. And so today, if God is silent in your life, are you going through a test? What are you going to do? Are you going to trust, depend and obey The voice of God, that which he has spoken to you before he went silent at this time, we're going to open up the floor. Does anyone have a question for the bishop today relative to passing the test? looks like they are all taking notes today, Bishop. They taking notes so that they can be prepared to pass the test. Any last words for us today on this topic?
1: Well, I'm just thankful again for it today. And let us, as saved believers, as believers in Christ, let us prepare ourselves to pass the test that He has before us. Because if we do what He asks us to do, we will make a difference in our lives and others' lives. But most importantly, we will pass the test. And He will continue to have faith and trust and confidence in us during these times in our lives
0: thank you so very much bishop sharing with us today the inside. He gave us the key. He gave us the answers. You know how we want to have open book tests all the time. Today, how do you pass the test? You have to be obedient. want to thank everyone for taking the time today to listen to this episode of On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. I am your facilitator for this podcast, Vincent T. Edwards, the one and only Mr. Speaker. Until next time, just remember On Point keeps you focused in the right direction.